This is Michael Blackstone, and today we have the Sheriff Show with Lee County Sheriff Gary Parsons, and this is our this is our last episode of the of 2021. Um, so, Gary, let's just just kind of overview the the year, being as it were we're at the end of the year. You know, in my opinion, we had 2020. COVID came along in March. It was a blur, and then you know I I almost can't consciously think where the stop and start of of uh of 2020 went into 2021 and now we're at the end of 21 it seems like covid's never really stopped and then it's starting to back up with these new variants and stuff like that how how is the how have you and law enforcement in the sheriff's office how you been driving that car well everything's changed you know in the last since the pandemic started the way we deal with uh, people and what we have to precautions we have to take and you know it's not just us it's the whole world I mean, you, you, you talk to everybody through fiberglass now <laughs> right or, you know uh, through a, a, what do they call it to plexiglass so uh, you know it's just a different time a different world but uh, we've coped just like everybody else and tried to do the best we can to serve the citizens and uh, you know it's been a strange year too far as uh, uh New laws went into effect here in Virginia this year that really affected our ability to do our job. You know, our, limited our probable cause to stop vehicles, and uh, you know we—that's one of the biggest uh, things that we do to make drug cases is stop vehicles that have drugs in them. And you know, the new legislation that went into effect in I think March, you know, says that we can't stop for lights out, we can't stop for dead tags, dead stickers, loud exhausts, uh, tinted windows, and so it's really change the way we have to do business how's that how is it uh how how much is that changed as far as um you know your deputies on the street are they just is it just wipe out their ability completely um to go after those kind of folks it or? limits it it limits it uh you know it's not you know it now it's a observing driving and things like that it's the way stops or some other information that you have that would warrant a stop but uh, we also we know just just today we uh, made a case with our dog we stopped a vehicle stopped one of the officers they called our drug dog out made a case so we make cases with the drug dog uh, and of course we're still doing uh, controlled drug purchases and uh, search warrants and that type of thing how uh, being as we we kind of jumped onto the the drug into things how is uh I know no no law enforcement wants to think that there's lots of drugs in the in the streets because then there's that connotation of are you doing your job and of course we know this is a never ending fight uh, against illegal drugs and trafficking and stuff like that you you can't win you just have to yeah. hope that you can get ahead in whatever fashion or the other so specifically on meth you know um, we've just recently. Uh, reported and joint re- reported some stuff out of Sullivan County, Tennessee, Kingsport, where they've got a big uh, uh, four-day deal on meth and, and what's doing down there. They've actually nicknamed, uh, actually the drug cartels have nicknamed Kingsport Meth Mountain. And uh, so, there, you know, in some of those reports talking about a lot of the drugs coming in from larger cities, primarily in our area through Atlanta, and coming straight up. And, and of course, our county, being as we're the beginning of Virginia, um, you know, we have, we have several, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how many points of entry from outside the county, outside the state even, 
um, you know, coming in and through Lee County. But what they, one of the things that they said, and the, and the statistics are staggering on the amount of people. One, a, a person is dying every six days in Kingsport, Tennessee, uh, for meth overdose. And they're saying that uh, these these drug folks have gotten away from. They're not making it in their in their houses anymore. Uh, they don't have to worry about blowing up and burning up and doing all the, you know all that crazy stuff. They're actually the cartels are bringing it in, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's cheaper, but it's laced with this fentanyl. And we know that the you know the fentanyl causes problems with the do- the drug dogs and uh, mm-hmm. and officers who are handling evidence and various things. So, what are you seeing? as you know as sheriff in lee county as far as that kind of stuff do you are, are we do we have a pass-through county um are they using this these back roads to get into kentucky and, and farther north or well i'm sure they are but i mean a lot of it's coming right directly to lee county you know we uh along with the f- federal authorities busted some people down rose hill that was a a pretty big uh, operation involved several states and it was a supply chain uh you know a lot of uh Law enforcement administrators uh, will downplay the problem and say, well, it's not that bad in our county or our jurisdiction. Well, people aren't fools. I mean, it's bad. The meth problem's bad. I went, right. I've been here. I was uh, sheriff uh, when the Oxycontin thing hit. I just about got lost the election because our crime rate, rate went up 200%. Uh, you know, it was everybody, everybody was on Oxycontin, and it was a terrible thing. This is worse. Uh, the effects are worse. Uh, I mean, this is like, that's kindergarten stuff compared to this meth problem. And it's a severe problem. Um, and if I could, you know, if I sit here and tell you, you know, it's it's under control, we got it handled, then I'd be lying to you. And anybody that tells you they can control it or handle it in any other jurisdiction or in or around us are lying to you. Because, like you say, the, you know, you know, I don't want to sound political, but I guess I am. You know, the southern border is wide open, and it's just pouring sure. in. And uh, you know, if you think about it in certain terms, we're not that far from the southern border when you start going through Atlanta and, and distribution points. And uh, so, uh, things things happening nationally affect us locally. People need to remember that. Yeah, the, there there's a there's a lot of interesting statistics. You know, the the uh, the whole regulation, legal regulation of uh, pharmaceutical medication, mainly pain pills and opioids, uh, trying to remove a lot of that from the streets, slowed it down. And the, and the projection from the DEA was going to be that you know heroin was going to was going to be the kind of the lead dog in the in the illegal drug side of thing. But it it wasn't. Uh, it actually it spiked for just a little bit, and then um, and then meth came in. You know, and just really took over the whole deal, and you know, cost factors. You know, the, the street value on. Uh, I was I was reading this thing in in uh, that the Times News put out in Kingsport, and that is that the street value on a opioid drug. Let's say you're buying a pain pill. Um, you know, go and rate it at a uh, dollar a milligram. So a ten a ten milligram uh, hydrocodone. Let's say is 10 bucks and you can buy a gram of meth which i'm not sure how i mean that's that's a considerable amount um and it's generally laced with fentanyl mm-hmm. for almost the same price as you can you know the the pill um 
and get more of it and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, there's this huge transition. And it's not the people that you think would normally be doing this. Like, uh, it's not, uh, they refer to it as people living under bridges and homeless and, you know, your, your uh, strung out drug people on the streets. It's, it's grandmas and grandpas yeah. and, and people of all walks of life. Um, a lot of it is starting from doctors prescribing opioids and then because of legal regulations cutting them off these treatments and now they're, the people are physio- physiological um, dependent and so they're going in these different directions and you know they're getting stuff that's laced with God only knows you know and like I've talked to you before in our interviews that uh, people that want to get help there is no help available no there's no treatment programs available there's nothing that I can suggest to them and uh, you know and like like I say unless you're a millionaire and you got the money to send somebody far far away to a program that costs fifty thousand dollars you know the common man like us there's no uh, nothing out there for you. Frontier Health is re- is reporting that, um, and I don't I don't remember the exact state, but in 2018, they were getting around 60 um, patients, hits, whatever, mm-hmm. in their organization. And uh, this past year, in 2020, I don't think they've got their 21 stats in yet, but they had almost 60,000. So just in a few short years, yeah. you've gone just thousands of, of more people that are on that. They're talking about changing Roan Mountain down there into a, a some kind of a rehab thing that they can control and all that. I, I think they got some kind of a work camp. Well, but, you know, go out in a, any of us around here, go out in a public place, and it's a shame, but you can identify the people on meth immediately. You see them at the Walmart. You see them at, you know, right. you see the condition they're in. I mean, it's obvious to everybody, and... Uh, uh, it's really sad people that we all have known for years to see the condition that they've gotten in. It's so what's the uh, what's the 22 uh, projection for the sheriff's office in in your ever going you know combat against that? Well, you know we uh, we preach for resources all the time. There's grants out there, but the thing is, it's the federal government and the state puts such restrictions on the grants that you can't use them for the things you need to use them for. Uh, you know, I need manpower. I, I need equipment. They'll put out grants for community policing and things like that and put all these crazy restrictions in them that, you, you know, you can't even interpret what the grant means. So I think everything's just got so complicated that it needs to be more basic. Here's the money, you know. We certainly don't care to clarify what we're using it for, but let us use it for what we what our needs are. Right. And I think I think you know overall there's there's pretty standard needs in law enforcement, but there's also uh, there's also that area area driven. There's some things that a big metropolitan cities may need that we don't necessarily need in in a more rural environment here in Lee County. You know. Yeah. So you know we have to, we answer I think on an average we answer actually go to thirty calls per twenty four hour period. That's where an officer actually responds personally. That's besides the fact we serve warrants, we serve papers, we escort funerals, we card businesses, uh, we do a host of things, you know, with school school zones, and plus we have to work drug cases. I could take my entire department and put them just working drug cases and stay busy, you know, doing that. But, you know, it's just a manpower problem. I've just got so many people to do the job. And uh, and how many, how many actual... Uh, 
uh, people, staff, do you have assigned to just working drugs? I've got a drug task force agent that's assigned, and he works with the drug task force, but that's the only one that's assigned exclusively to drugs. Now, so, not, to, not to say these road officers don't make traffic stops and produce his drug cases, but for someone's designated is just my drug task force officer. Which means he's tied into his, his backup and resources to the Southwest Regional That's right. Task and Force. And he's and which is the drug, Southwest Virginia Drug Task Force is a, you know, basically through the state police, which means there's terrible amount of red tape, you know, that uh, you have to do a lot of paperwork, reports, or, and uh, it's, it's kind of a, so much bureaucracy there, it slows down the process. Slows down to funding, I would imagine. Just, yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, we—I got good people. They do the best they can. But uh, I know people out here get frustrated. Believe me, we get frustrated too, and uh, we get frustrated with these people. You know, and now they've created guidelines. We—I was just talking to my chief deputy a while ago. Like, uh, we went to Indiana and got a guy because he had a violated probation. There was an extradition. Brought him back, and the magistrate set a twelve hundred dollar bond. You know, I drive all the way to Indiana, pick a guy up, bring him back, and they said a twelve hundred dollar bond. I mean, one hand don't know what the other hand's doing. It's ridiculous. So. How how does that uh, how does that tie in to the court system? Is it is it the is it a fall off between actual on the street law enforcement versus prosecutorial area versus judge and sentencing, and then and then the after yeah. fact? Are there are there big Grand Canyons well, between those well, things? No, I, I mean, I've got a good relationship with the prosecutor. We, we get along well. Uh, so a lot of the things are the new laws that went into effect. You know, the like probation violations, until last, last summer, there was some discretion. Now it's like first violation, you 14 days is the most you can get, no matter what the violation is. And, uh, you know, they've watered down, you know, they eliminated capital punishment right before this young officer was killed up in Big Stone. So, you know... He wasn't eligible for that, and uh, they just they're softening the, the laws when they should need to be tightening them, them down. So right, what's your opinion of the of our of our bordering counties? I know that's a that's a I'm not putting you on the spot in a dangerous area, but um, you know the, everybody every all the sheriffs around are politically elected, and uh, but then they're you know they're they're charged with constitutional enforcement. What's your opinion of bordering stuff? I mean, and specifically speaking, uh, let's go in the direction of Wise County. Wise County seems like just over our Lee County to Wise border going into Big Stone. Officers shot and killed. Norton had the police chief shot and, and uh, injured real bad. Had, uh, had stabbings, had uh, stabbings and shootings, uh, officer-related. Had just had this armed robbery of a motel. I mean, it seems like right over the the hill, we got all kinds of mayhem going on. What's your interaction, or what do you, what are you telling your guys well, where this is concerned? I mean, we're just fortunate that it's not occurring here. But you have to consider too that uh, Wise County has you know almost double the population and uh, double the businesses and establishments, and so and they they have a much bigger tax base than we do. Which they have a lot of officers, but they have the funding to do it. You know, they supplement all their officers. They get them extra money f from local. We, we're not able to do that. It's it's not our board's, uh, you know, fault. It's just not the money there to do it. Right. But uh, well, I've got a good relationship with the officers around uh, the county and officers around us. And, and uh, you know, everybody comes to everybody's aid when there's a problem. 
So 2022, what's the number one thing, uh, your action with the general public? What message you want to put out going into 2022? Well, we're going to, with the manpower we have available, we're going to get to you and serve you as quickly as we can. We're going to uh, be aggressive on drug charges and do everything we can to take drug dealers off the streets. And, uh, you know, I tell people when I go to community meetings, if you call us, I hope we're close and we can get there pretty quick. But, you know, I'm don't be naive and think just that, we, that we're going to be there in 15 minutes because geographically we're spread out and we may not be there for 30 or 40 minutes. So, uh, you know, plan that into how you deal with situations. I, I, I don't say that to be cold and non-concerned. I'm very concerned, but I want people to understand because of the layout of the county and the amount of officers, you know, we may not be very close. So. I think it's I think it's realistic <laughs> thinking that, you know, we, we understand that there's, what, 400 square miles of, of yeah. Lee County and, and only so many designated officers on any given shift, which means realistically, you know, you got to be patient yeah. and and uh, let let things happen. And Sometimes it works things. out. Sometimes we're right there. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. but I always tell people to be prepared for it not to work out, just right. in case. Well, Gary, uh, it's been a great year. Thank you for being on our, uh, you know, and, and being the best part of the sheriff show as the sheriff. Right. And uh, we'll look forward to a new year. Thank you. Thanks, Bill.